0: I have to tell you, um, and you actually referenced this earlier, King of the Hill. Were you ever a fan of King of the Hill? So do you remember the episode when Peggy finds herself buying books to make her a genius? Because she takes an online quiz that tells her that she has an IQ at a genius level. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah, so... I was watching this episode, and this might be a morality check for me, but I thought, what a genius marketing idea. I could tell if you just create a quiz that so just creates, pick a mensa, but work. Yeah, like what if I made a quiz that regardless of the results told you you were a you need to be an entrepreneur and then I just sell them an entrepreneur kit from zero to hero, yeah. entrepreneur one oh one. I was like, I mean, they did it for so geniuses, built, but like, sense. I was like, if I take a scam and go, that's basically, a good idea. Have you seen
1: like the pre-lander like bridge quiz funnels for weight loss offers that yeah. people use? It's the same thing. It doesn't yeah. matter what you put in, yeah. you always need the offer. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. Just, and then I thought, does that make me a bad person that I think that's a good idea? Um,
1: It can be a good idea you're not going to execute on, it's just a theory craft thing, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I guess I won't go out and tell people they're geniuses to sell them books knowing that they're not geniuses because they're buying my books. that (laughs) are loaded with nothing that'll make them smarter. Um, So as long as I guess the outcome, the product delivery is good, I could still use some of the front end stuff. But I I told my wife, she was like, you have problems. And I was like, you're just not a marketer, you don't (laughs) understand.
1: It no, so, makes sense though. Would good. Be.
0: Thank you for not making me feel like a criminal. Now I have... Now if
1: you actually execute on it, build some sort of like crazy MLM pyramid scheme, Bernie Madoff deal from it, then then you're a criminal. But well, luckily right this now, is recorded, yeah. so.
0: <laughs> Right now you're just a guy with an idea. Just a guy with an idea. Like yeah. the beginning of all criminal organizations, <laughs> a guy with an idea and ambition. You have two paths you can take right now. Right. Yeah. Well, um, it's good, welcome everybody into our conversation about King of the Hill, and if you haven't watched that episode, go watch it and choose a different path, the good path, um, but the idea is sound, the idea is sound for sure. Um, and today, well, obviously welcome to the Affiliated Podcast, um, we have Thomas, the lovely Thomas here. That's me. Um, and the lesser lovely, Kyle, um, and I'm speaking in third person now. So, uh, <laughs> today we're actually gonna be talking about something that I think it, we hear all the time, and people ask us about it, which is, so, you've decided to hire an affiliate manager. What next? What do I pay them? What do I do?
1: Ah, is kind of just the response <laughs> off, we often get. Honestly, often it's me begging my clients to hire an affiliate manager. <laughs> that too, <laughs> that like, too. You're doing too much. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can't do it all.
0: Time to get some stuff off your plate, right? Yeah, and, yeah. It's a great place to do it too. It's a great place to really maximize some revenue by putting somebody in there. So um, we're gonna uh, talk about that today. We really wanna go and cover, and honestly we're gonna talk about what types of affiliate managers you could hire, because I think that's a big one that people don't think about or talk about. And we're also gonna talk about what you need to pay them, what kind of metrics and things you should evaluate them on, um, and, and also like what the personality type should be for whatever that you know, affiliate manager selection is that you make. Um, and yeah, just all those things, all the things, all and, the more. things. Yeah, so. and more. Yeah, managers and more. Yeah. So getting it started, I think one of the big questions that the people might be asking internally, because we ask all our questions internally first, hopefully, um, is, am I ready? Am I ready yet for an affiliate manager? Which oftentimes, like you said, it's you yelling them, telling them, "Yes, you're ready. You're ready months
1: ago." Like so. What's well, do you find that people are more hesitant to hire affiliate managers in other positions in our industry? You know, I think it depends on where their strength is prior to, um,
0: you know, entering into affiliate marketing. Yeah. So some people hate affiliate mark, like going out and recruiting affiliates. They hate affiliate management. True. So they are yeah. they are they probably want to get somebody in there before they need to or they should because um, they just don't like that process. Um, so I think it really depends on where you lie with that and what you've already done um, because it comes down to relationships, and you might yeah. have some really strong relationships,
1: and it's like handing over. Yeah, you don't want to hand it off to someone you don't really know and trust yeah. yet, right? Yeah. yeah,
0: it's like giving away your daughter, you know, for two fathers daughter daughter it's giving away your daughter in a wedding, like, I'm extending out all this other, bring this other weirdo in, like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Um, you can kind of feel very protective of those relationships and I the process mean, you do I'm well. kind of the same
1: way, trying to like, when I've got a client who's hit platinum to hand them over to an account manager here at ClickBank, I'm kind of like, I don't want to. let <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. help them get to this point, yeah. But yeah. right, it's in all, everyone's best interest for me to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and which does come to like, you know, well, we'll
0: get there in a second, but it comes to like, how do I select the right person? Yeah. Even if you hate it or if you love it, that right person's still gonna be huge. But let's kind of talk a little about when is the right time to yeah. hire an affiliate manager? When, w- so for you, if you were asking that question, you're looking at a company, what are the, the keys or flags or signals that tell you the time is now?
1: Um, yeah, well, sometimes it's easier to recognize that the time was now two months ago, right? yeah. <laughs> but yeah. usually that's when you're like just scrambling to get affiliates assets, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, you don't have any time for actually recruiting, actively recruiting new affiliates and your pipeline is just filled up with like, I need to get this guy, this swipe file, I need to get a new link here, I need to do all this admin work, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not able to actually onboard anyone new or build deeper relationships with your existing affiliates because you're just trying to maintain. Mm -hmm. Right, that's. I mean, that's probably a little too far past the time to hire. You should have hired before that, so you don't get to that point. Yeah, um, that's when people really go like, ah, (laughs) help me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think that's the time they reach out. But I think we had to dial it back and think about how do you not get in the situation that you're just like, you know, freaking out because you have too much and and you're probably going to see some contraction in your affiliate revenue um, because you're overworked and you're spread Mm -hmm. too thin. um, Is I, I think one of the big things is. You know, it should be a time that I, and this goes for any position. But you understand what it takes, that what success looks like in the position. You have some sort of process in place um, already, and you have an offer that you know is attractive. affiliate, so you have some level of affiliates already yeah. that are being successful, and that could be honestly, it could be like ten, it could be a hundred, depending on what your capacity is and what you mm-hmm. can manage. Um, but if you have those things in place, I think it's a really good time. Um, to start looking for an affiliate manager and understanding that, just making sure you have those functions in place. The rest of it depends on, I think, your comfort level. If you hate affiliate management, probably um, earlier than yeah. yeah, yeah. Once you know that you're like, okay, the offer's I have, proven, I have five it's, affiliates, yeah. I have affiliate manager, like, all right, good, let's get, right, get out of here. Um, but you might wait longer if it's something you enjoy doing, you're you're good and successful at it as well, um, because then you're just gonna have more established uh, an, a more established idea yeah. of who you need in your role but, but to me that's what i think as long as you know that you have an offer that can scale with affiliates that's a perfect time yeah. to say let's get an affiliate manager in before we start trying to scale Phase
1: happens right yeah now.
0: <laughs> yeah it's like you know you want to try and put a roof on your convertible while it's driving down the highway that's kind of challenging maybe not advisable um so so let's maybe do it um, a little bit before things get I like what 80. you said too
1: about building some processes in while you're the one doing it or while your team's the one doing it right before you run in that dedicated role. I think that's where a lot of people don't do that with any role, right? But just building the processes of what you're doing in the moment, which can always be refined and improved down the road, but that way whoever's coming in actually knows that there's a system process in place to follow, and they're just not the one building it.
0: Yeah, well, I think two things to that. One, you're right that it makes it a lot easier for who you're gonna hire, that they have a a baseline, that you're doing something. But the other thing that's really important is if you have a process, you know if it's working or not working when you hire that affiliate manager. Far too often when I see these situations go poorly, somebody doesn't know anything about affiliate marketing. They don't know anything about their affiliate management program. They hire somebody in there, and they're not the right fit, or they don't even know that they're not the right yeah. fit until it's too late. Um, and so, this is just general knowledge for any business owner, or entrepreneur. If you're going to hire a position, you need to have good enough
1: working knowledge of the position you're hiring to know if they're doing a good or bad job. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is—I mean—that sounds like a good segue into like what type of affiliate manager to hire, right? Because that's. If you don't, if you kind of know what the role is, right. You kind of know what to look for, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Like what, it seems like mishires happen a lot in affiliate managers, right? There's a lot of like frustrated affiliate managers because they get put into the wrong position and a lot of frustrated offer owners and businesses because they hire the wrong person for that role. Yeah. So like in your mind, like what are the different types of affiliate managers out there? and maybe we can talk about a bit like where they're best suited.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think, um, you know, I put it down to like three categories is what I tend to think about for affiliate manager. One is just, if you love the relationship building, you never wanna lose that piece. Um, you're gonna get more of kind of an account manager um, affiliate managers are someone that they're probably not gonna be as focused on getting new affiliates or going out and kinda of doing a biz dev role but what they're really gonna do well is make sure all the relationships you're fostering, bringing in, um, that they continue to be happy, they continue to be serviced, they continue to be um, given all the creative assets that they need, their payouts are happening all on time. All that stuff and the reporting and the contracts is being managed by somebody that's a little bit more of like a project manager, account manager role, which then could allow them to do other tasks too, like so if you need to kind of adopt them a little bit for other parts of your business, that person's probably someone that's really good at managing certain tasks, right? Um, and then I think there's the, the real hunter salesperson, they're gonna go out and be that arm that goes and recruits, brings in new affiliates, creative you know, solutions, blah, 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 um, but they're much more of a, a biz dev salesperson um, affiliate and the last I would say is is more of like the PR agency route so you're hiring mm-hmm. some big agency some big something um, that's gonna go out and you know just Make kind of short term introductions for you. Um, so, I don't know how much you've experienced the PR agency world, but you're basically paying exorbitant fees just to say hi to somebody. Right. Um, and yeah. so, you know, that is still an affiliate manager. They're managing affiliates, but they're giving you to up level into maybe stratas you otherwise wouldn't have access to and is more something
1: you'd look in a, in a short term. Would you lump like, what about JV Brokers, like kind of the freelance affiliate manager, JV broker hunter?
0: Is that- yeah, I, that that's where yeah. I put kind of in that agency gotcha. model. So yeah. I know the PR is on the high end, but yeah, the the broker freelancer that's a short term solution mm-hmm. to normally bridge a gap to some period. And I would tell you if you don't have one of or or the other two, fuel to the you, fire, maybe if you got something yep. going, yeah, yeah. Sense. So it's that that's like steroids to an affiliate so, program.
1: <laughs> no, I'd, I'd agree. I think that kind of covers the main ones I'd be thinking of too. Like, cause yeah, you kind of have like you know the hunter versus farmer. Right, perspective on it. And I think some of that discontent we mentioned earlier stems from mismatching. Right, you put or you hire for what you think is a hunter role, but you filled someone with like who's more of an admin, right? Or you what you're hiring for, you build the offer around like, I need someone to do all these things. It's all admin work, right? It's get someone swipe files, It's, it's like all the maintenance work, right? And then you're frustrated they're not growing revenue from new affiliates. Because that's what you know drives more business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, they're just they're
0: just talking on the phone all day with the affiliates they have, getting to know them, and yeah, you know, you're like, why? What? What are you doing? You know? Um. <laughs> so you just hired a friend, not really a biz dev sales a closer, person. right? Yeah, hardcore closer. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah someone that wants to earn that coffee. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like so. I mean, I I largely agree. Like it's, it seems like too the pay structures change quite a bit. Right, as you go through those different types,
0: yeah, yeah, and and that's that you're very—it's very true, right? You're gonna the the incentive structure, the pay the pay structure, the pay range. All those things are gonna fluctuate based on what type of affiliate manager that you have. Um, so I think before we get into that though, because I'd definitely love to talk about the pay structure, let's break down and go a little more in depth with each type. So yeah. I think um, the one that I, I would say most people inappropriately create and then hire incorrectly for is what we'll call the account manager st- style of affiliates. Sure, yeah. Um, I, and oftentimes it's either you're looking for the biz dev and you hire an account manager or yeah, looking
1: for a hunter and well, you put them yeah, in an account
0: manager well, role. I think part
1: of the issue there is that job title a, affiliate manager, right? The, the manager name doesn't really lend itself to like a salesperson. Yeah. Right? Um, like it's more like, okay, yeah, we're gonna come in and make sure this is going smoothly <laughs> um, and things are working okay. It's not like, yeah, you're gonna go close deals and make new business happen, right? Yeah. So I think that almost inherently makes a bad fit if that's what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, I think if you look at it, when you, I always think, like, look, to look at the corporate world. If you mm. look at relationship managers um, and people that are going to be account managers, that's definitely a much more passive role. Like, it, there's, a, it, I'm not saying these people aren't skilled and good at what they do, but it, it's not a hunter seeker mentality. Yeah. They have a completely different skill set um, and a completely different mindset. Um, and you're right, that name, affiliate manager, is much more synonymous with, I think, that a type account of manager. Position. Right, yeah. yeah. But the role, depending on what you want from it, could be vastly different than a standard account manager. So let's talk about the account manager role and what we think um, really where that best fits. So we kind of highlighted this, but I think oftentimes this is where if you already have an established affiliate program or you love doing the seeking part. You wanna go to all the events, you want to go to all the masterminds, you want to meet and talk and close deals with people. If that's the word you love and you just need somebody to manage it in the back end because your star's out there burning too bright, you need somebody (laughs) to pick up all the mess, um, this is really where this role comes in. The, the people that could master those spreadsheets, keep on top of the reporting, making sure that you know the contracts have, as you set them up and you, you broker these deals, that the details are being met, the follow-ups being met, mm-hmm. um, you know the, the clicks they agreed to are actually happening. Um, and then on top of that, keeping engaged with. The people that you have, keeping them happy, making sure they have a point of contact that's responsive, getting them updated creatives, um, you know, just doing all the little nitty-gritty things um, to keep your affiliate program running um, and your affiliates happy. Um, you know, if you recruit and you know, oh, things are great on the front end, but as soon as they get in, it all falls out in the back end because no one's talking to them, no one's getting them any resources or assets they need. That is, you're going to lose affiliates.
1: <laughs> fast. Right. Because it's the flip side of that. If you just have that shining star hunter person, right, that's out there who's not following up and doing all that, you have the other side of the coin. You might get some initial traction in sales, but you're not, probably not going to go too deep with any of those affiliates, right? Yeah. They're going to, yeah, that's testing, that's backing out okay. But yeah, yeah this person's not really going to be too focused on maintaining that.
0: Yeah. So you won't know what's good or bad.
1: So it's it's definitely somebody, in, I think of it
0: in the back end, they're really focused. On that back end post experience mm-hmm. um, for the account manager. Anything to add in terms of, you know, the type of work or the the type of affiliate manager you'd have there?
1: No, I think I think too. Like this can be a, in, depending on your business size, this could be like a virtual assistant, right? That um, kind of role. Like, hey, I've got this across the finish line. This is going. Hey, you know, l- loop them in. Can you get them all their assets, right? Zoom, like <laughs> they have all the processes to follow. They know what they need to do. They're kind of a structured work process that they can just operate within. Um, probably, it may not even have to be a full hire, right? It could be an outsourced VA in the Philippines or something that's kind of helping you manage this or an agency that's kind of helping you do that kind of thing. So, cause it is, right? It's, it's the maintenance period you need, so. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd say not even just the maintenance period too, like that's a big piece and you're right, you could totally either have it be a part-time position um, for somebody else on your team actively that exists right mm-hmm. now. Um, or, I'd say even on the, if you're looking for, like, you already have a really large affiliate base, you want to hire someone, this, this could be like a junior affiliate manager yeah. or someone that's really process oriented. Yes. So, if you're like, man, I need someone that just knows process is going to mm-hmm. keep things running efficiently and making sure we don't have things falling through the cracks, um, I will tell you the skill set for a hunter is not always that person. <laughs> um, but if you have somebody supporting them yeah. it, or supporting, whether that could be you, um, that's really what you want from that role. So, like you said, process oriented executor. They're going to look to improve and create more efficiencies. And then on the pay scale, you probably don't want to make their salary super commission oriented. If at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if at all. I don't know if I would, outside like maybe a company bonus, right. even, yeah. like revenue yeah. sharing. But, But this should be probably a, a salaried employee. Um, and, and I know, so we're gonna pull some things, I'm just gonna name her up right now. Amber Spears did a great presentation, a copy accelerator that goes into some of the pay ranges she thinks for, for certain um, types of uh, affiliate managers. So she just kinda, kinda says, you know, $50 to $100 an hour or a retainer of 1000 to 3000 really low to no commissions. I think that could even be lower depending on where you're paying from, but notice if you're doing $50 to 100 an hour, It's probably because they're not getting a full workload set. Yeah, yeah. They probably have multiple clients doing that. So it's not a full time employee. Um, You know, really, I'd think from a base level, you're probably somewhere within the 30 to 50 range for that that kind of position if you had them full time.
1: That backs out to what I'd expect, right, for that kind of role. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anything else
0: to add about the account manager role?
1: I know it's like the least
0: sexy of affiliate manager types, but super critical. I don't want to bash anyone that is that person. We love well, you, you no, keep I'll just it all together. Like,
1: I think there's a attitude in the industry where people don't want to work with affiliate managers, right? Like, no, I want to I want to talk with the owner, right? <laughs> the CEO, the offer creator, right? Um, I think that's largely because um, they are used to chatting with people who don't have legs to cut teeth, right? Or they don't have like the leash to actually, what did I just say? Legs, legs to cut to teeth? Cut teeth. <laughs> I, 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 was was Dunn, I was gonna ask you as soon as you're done. I like, <laughs>
0: I've never heard that. Is it a weird Northern Idaho thing? Yeah, we're,
1: <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> I don't know, okay. Um, yeah, they don't have the leash to actually cut deals, right, because um, they're just this type of role, right? They're an admin, they can get creatives. People are like, oh, I need more commission. They're like, uh <laughs> right, let me go. Um, so it's, you need something to have that process aligned with. So you can actually hand someone over to an account manager and actually know what they're getting, right, and actually get all the assets they need. Or you have the internal processes where that can happen pretty seamlessly if those requests come through. Um, the deal-making part can come through.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I, th- I think that's where, if you're structuring it this way, you still have that hunter-seeker, but it's it's the offer owner. Yeah. Um, so going to the flip side, if you want either, you think that there's an opportunity where you're, you're okay at this, but you want to go somewhere else? I would say the next one is that kind of the the hunter, right? Yeah. I, I labeled him the contract killer. So this is your <laughs> your mercenary that's gonna go out yeah. and their whole job. This is it's a, it's a biz dev role, right? Their whole job is to find you new business, new contracts, new people, bring them in to generate new revenue. Yeah. And I will tell you with this role, if you are not play, playing this role, hiring that person they should be scaling your business drastically if they're doing their job right.
1: Yeah, and you have the offers that can actually scale. <laughs>
0: that too, right. yes. So, but we already <laughs> said that's before right. you yeah. even get to this <laughs> point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do not hire an affiliate manager be like, all right, I've almost created the offer, I don't even know if it works yet. Yeah, um, I've seen
1: a lot of broken hearts on both sides happen that way, right? Like, oh, this affiliate manager didn't do anything, right? They're, yeah. It's like, oh, gosh, you had a terrible offer, like, no offense, right. but, like, yeah. yeah. I'm
0: like, well, I couldn't get it to do anything because it didn't convert, so. Yeah. I'm um only paying 10% commission, so. Yeah, so th- that's where, before I said, if you don't have a proven offer, yeah. you don't really want to enter into the affiliate manager world or else, unless you just want, um, like I said, hard feelings to be felt. Yeah, So We're um, ready for
1: that scale, yeah, this yeah. person.
0: So this talking about this person from a sales perspective, I I think this is where a lot of people get it wrong. You want somebody that where they need to be, there's obviously a lot of relationships here, and we'll talk more in depth about this, but they have to be a cold-blooded closer. Their job (laughs) is to generate revenue for your business. I won't say at all costs, but they need to have a mentality that they wanna push it to what they're allowed to go. Like they're hungry and, and, and aggressive, and that's where doesn't mean you have to do like be an a hole, but you that that's no, the mindset yeah. you need
1: to be in. Well we're both essentially in that role, right, for Clickbank and I wouldn't say we're a holes, I hope. Are we?
0: <laughs> uh it depends on what
1: you ask, who ask. you were talking about <laughs> but it's not not in terms of business that's yeah, that's all no, exactly i'm talking about my opinion of Pickles, Their focus their is movies. on growing new yeah. business coming to the into the am talking like it's my job right but into your company you know?
0: yeah yeah and so um that's where when you're when you're finding these people and you're talking to these people like it, it's they they are the individuals that want commission they don't want a big base pay depending on where you're at right they still have they still have to you know pay their mortgage mm-hmm. and so on and so forth but these your people that want rev share they want a percentage they want commission targets they want something that's uncapped yep. they want to go out and seek and find um, and, and putting them in that role is, is, is key and making sure you you place the right person in there and, and search for that right person um, actually this just popped in my head so sorry this is discombobulated but um, I know I remember talking with uh, David Gonzalez about this and he said when he hires affiliate managers He oftentimes likes to hire people that aren't actually affiliate managers, but he goes and looks at event planners. Because they're people that know how to interact with a lot of people. I would argue that's probably someone that's more in the account manager style affiliate manager. You're maintaining a lot of relationships, you're managing a lot of products, a lot of numbers. You have to really keep on top of people and on top of things. Most event planners aren't necessarily salespeople, but they're amazing project managers. Yeah, that's true. Which could be a huge piece, but think about David like-
1: He's the closer, right? He's the closer, (laughs) so. He needs um, someone to back him up,
0: yeah. Yeah, so when when you're looking at closers, what's kind of the personality that, that, Thing that you would advise somebody if th- this was the type of affiliate manager that they wanted
1: to go out and seek and find one. Yeah, I think they need to be competitive, right? And hungry, right? It's like they like said, they need to have that ability to earn a big paycheck and money has to motivate them to a degree, right? It's just like, oh, I'm comfortable. right? <laughs> um, so you need KPIs in place and kind of quotas in place for them to hit and also exceed. You know, I think that's where people screw up. It's like, oh yeah, here's your minimum quota to hit. There's no incentive to blow it out of the water, right? So it's like, oh, cool. I hit my minimum. That's And that's just is the max I can make now. So I'll just wait and sandbag till next month <laughs> and then go again, right? So you kind of need to build in some multiplier aspects to that. to keep them motivated um, and hungry. And honestly, it needs to be someone, in my opinion, that you want to be able to put on the road when that's available to us, right? We're recording through COVID season right now, but... Um, Because this needs to be someone that can be the face, quote unquote, of your brand, someone you're comfortable putting out there on the road to represent you and the offer and the company um, who can, you know, shake hands, kiss babies, be that kind of like, it doesn't have to be extroverted. I think there's plenty of introverted people in this role too, but they can put it on, you know, actually network in a live environment um, and really just relationship build and build rapport in a natural way.
0: Yeah, and I think it was important to strategically network. Yeah. Um, so you will find a lot of people that fit in that account manager space that love to party and hang out and make friends and build a relationships. but. You need that hunger and that focus, or else you're going to get a lot of, um, you know, expenses around the bar and drinks and meals, but not necessarily a lot of contracts. And that's where frustration starts to go. So when you say on the road, yeah, it needs to be some of the can be dynamic and charismatic and close deals, but but they have that that monetization focus. I don't know why this is the point. It's probably because I'm just like way late to the game of watching Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> but um, you know, the scene where he says I'm not going anywhere and he talks about the. The lady down on her luck that he found and gave a chance to scam a bunch of rich people, but, um, but like you know, talking there's a level of desperation. If he picked people that were desperate to go out and and make money and be hungry, and you really do want that general attitude um, and that focus, someone that's just really really motivated, and you'll see it um, return big in your results. Now, one thing we haven't said is they don't have to have experience in affiliate management to be successful, do they? No,
1: it's a it's a sales role, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I think I think the best people we've seen in this space do this, right, have sales backgrounds. You know, and it's for good reason, you know. <laughs> Even a lot of the best direct response copywriters that matter have door to door sales backgrounds, right? So it's um but no, definitely does have to be an affiliate manager that's come up through ranks kind of thing. You can't bring someone in cold to it and give them the leash.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just for it's important to know that um it doesn't always have to be someone with past experience, especially understanding what their experience might be. You might be hiring someone to be, oh, this is an experienced affiliate manager. Maybe they've just been like more in that account manager role. So you really have to understand the nature of that experienced affiliate manager um, and and what they're really doing for you. But yeah, go out and find someone that just seems like a hungry salesperson. There's some amazing resources to train them. If you already know how, um, obviously you could train yourself if you have an established process, but I think East Fifth Avenue and and, um, now Traffic Tribe and Ambers program has been fantastic for years in training yeah. and developing great affiliate managers. Um,
1: are there other ones out there? I've just gotten so focused know, on just that. <laughs> I'm sure I don't I actually I don't know. I honestly don't know. I've it's good enough and you know that, that sounds bad. It's <laughs> it's literally I say it raises the bar in our industry for affiliate managers. I think we've seen that in like the direct Response Marketing Group, right? You kind of know who's come across the East Fifth Avenue program because it's like they operate a certain way that typically someone who's just kind of self-trained affiliate manager doesn't. Um, yeah, there's a level of professionalism yeah, um, to that
0: role when they've gone through that training. Yeah. So I think that's definitely a key part. If you're gonna hire somebody that has no experience, give them the tools and resources um, so they could you know take that hunger and feed off of it into the right sources yeah so that's that's a big one we are giving amber tons of plugs on this so.
1: is she sponsoring this <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: so. we'll definitely we have, have sponsors no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do now just un, unpaid ones <laughs> yeah. so i now that we've talked about that we want someone that's going to be really you know, focus on sales, we need a commission incentive. I think the next big question is, what should be that pay range? Yeah. So we know we're a little bit on the lower spectrum for the account manager, um, but when we go with kind of the, the contract killer, that's going to change. The good news, though, is from a base perspective, and kind of Amber puts this in here, um, you know, you're, you're really looking, you could probably keep those same retainers maybe a little bit lower. Um, so if someone's making 30, to 50 a year that's fine just give them a really large commission opportunity i tell you the best affiliate managers are in the six figures in this industry yeah. um and mm-hmm. and that's a commission laden you know level they're getting there they're not getting paid salaries whether it's well i don't know i think some so. some are yeah. i guess i guess yeah. well we'll get that more i think the freelance i if i was structuring it personally i would always I, keep I would a lower base the, and it's
1: on the higher end but i do know some of the more established brands in our space have some healthy salary packages with bonus commission on top of that. Gotcha. For, but these are like, you know, there's not a lot of these roles out there. There's like, yeah. I can think of three companies maybe doing that. Right. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Well,
0: and so, but I would say for for most people, you know, just make it. You could do like a fifty to forty base, um, depending on where their experience level is, um, and you might need to kind of. Create some polls while they're training if they're brand new, um, but but making it really commission laden to where you know if they're going to be successful, six figures and you know beyond should be very attainable yeah. for them. You need to make sure you have. And like that. I said,
1: like uncapped is you know the sexy term in this space for that role mm-hmm. for a good reason, right? You don't you want to reward good work um, and good results at the end of the day. Yeah, well, especially
0: with this type of role, because what's going to happen every single
1: event that they go to. What, and what? they're networking with people. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. When did they happen again?
0: Yeah. They're effectively interviewing with every other yeah. person that yeah. might want to hire see,
1: them. Yeah, you see a lot of affiliate managers move roles that are good, right? They kind of jump ship, not jump ship, they get poached essentially, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I think TNC, when it's not virtual, is normally the the breeding ground
0: for a lot of <laughs> affiliate changes, it seems like that tends yeah. to happen. All of a sudden, like March and February, you're like, oh, you haven't, or I guess, sorry, more April and May, there's a big shift in that
1: stuff. So, I mean, I, you know, my argument there might be, higher bases might not be a bad thing in that t- situation, right? If you really want to keep someone happy, Make them a comfortable base with earning potential on top. You know, that's you know for a different more established brand potentially. But
0: yeah. yeah, well and it might be it's something to remember as you're if you hire someone new, they're crushing it. Like continually be meeting, especially with like, kind of the contract killer kind of person, because they're out there, people are recognizing, yeah. they're doing a really good job. You need to kind of continually be reevaluating that salary and making sure they're happy, mm-hmm. they're motivated. Um, listen when they say, hey, I need this, I need that, I need new offers, I need new creatives. Um, they're going out and making those deals happen um, and they could generate tons and tons of revenue for your business. Um, so, so making sure they're happy is really, really yeah. key. So yeah, thanks for, I, here I am being like a, no, blow base, all commission. <laughs> i commission <laughs> you, know. I don't, <laughs>
1: don't want to work for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so the next thing we kind of have in there was the um, more the agency route. So this is yeah. freelancers. These are people that it, it rel- it's built to be more short term. You most. I guess you could. I, I feel like in most cases, like your short term obviously change based on need, but a lot of freelancers like contractors should come in, and either accelerate.
1: Yeah. Do you kind of look at it as like you're gonna hire an agency or JV broker or freelancer or whatever you're calling it, right? Do you look at that as more of a, I want access to your Rolodex? That, that's, a, I look at it for two things. Either one, I don't think, I think it's underperforming and I
0: don't know how to fix it, so I'm gonna bring somebody in to fix it and then let me get the long-term solution in kind of a thing, so mm-hmm. hey, let me, let me bring in some freelance agency or affiliate manager basically fix my program, get it scaling, and then let's work to transition you out kind of a thing. Or it is just that, it's hey, I know you have this big Rolodex I can't seem to get to. I'd like to hire you to just take that. Like, let's just accelerate things up. I'm kind of like we do with any consultant, right? Instead of me figuring it out, I'll just buy your information, I'll buy your contacts. (laughs) Um, That's the way I look at it. So It sounds like you might have some differences or different thoughts
1: on it. No, it's just like, um, I, I have seen longer term Deals work, right? It just seems like, right, what you're getting with an agency or a freelancer or a JV broker is obviously you're not going to be their only client, right? You, they don't usually do exclusivity deals unless you're basically going to pay them what a full time employee would be. Um, so you're usually not top of mind unless, you know, they're kind of underperforming for you that month and then they'll come in at the end of the month and bring some deals in or something, right? So you kind of have that churn aspect of it where you might be paying them a retainer plus commission. Um, and you're kind of just hoping you make break even on the retainer you're paying them. (laughs) And if you're not, then it's like, okay, well, probably cut the contract and move on to someone else and bring in someone else. But I I think it's a great tool to leverage when you have a working system. And like you said, you're just looking for either, you wanna just fuel on the fire and like, hey, this is working great, processes are working, we've got our affiliate managers working well, what's just more we can do? right it's a kind of like a low-hanging fruit to work with some jv brokers or agencies to see what else i can open your you know open it up to um i don't know i so have you worked with brands that have done that where it's like come in and almost consult it sounds like to like kind of do like figure out what's working what's not
0: yeah i mean we um actually when we were structuring our affiliate program we used and reached out to east fifth avenue for right. exactly that hey what what are the things that are going to help us Get to where we need to go, like what are our structures look like? Like we want some help with that. So is that so, almost
1: more of a consulting package you're getting at that point? Yeah. And like an affiliate management deal cutting. Yeah. Well, model? I mean, we
0: initially wanted them to be sure. the affiliate yeah. managers. Like that's what we go through. It's like we and, but the structure was we're pretty familiar with the agency model was mm-hmm. um, let's bring somebody in, let's pay them um, to get it going and run it and prove that it works. Interesting. Okay. And sense. then from there it's like now I know what success looks like. Let's now replicate internally. So right. um, that, that's you know that that was kind of the, okay, the mindset that, that, that we had, sense. and we looked for other smaller people to do the, kind of the same thing from a freelance perspective. But we knew at that time we knew we had a proven offer. We knew yep. we had some affiliates. We just we knew we had this asset that was underdeveloped. So it was like it, maybe we could get faster returns instead of training somebody if we just get somebody that that's there right now. Yep,
1: that makes total sense. Okay, so Which yeah.
0: is funny because it, it didn't work out that way, but that was the intent and the plan when we started. It worked out very differently. We still ended up hiring somebody that was outside, yep. brought them in, and now they're like a total rock star. Yep. So, um, you know, it, it, it could really work out, but, but that was, so that's one thing. I actually think a lot about, it's similar to like, my ideal media buying structure is you have an internal program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna step back out of the industry, let me try. <laughs> Anybody that know like large Fortune 500 companies, all have internal asset managers uh, that, that do all their investing for yeah. them. What they also do is they bring out outside agencies to compete and basically push and raise the bar. Yeah, you raise um, the floor, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know we know all this stuff, internal stuff, but some outside agencies gonna know something we don't know at all. Mm-hmm. So that's another route you could think with the freelance affiliate manager. I have somebody, I already have them. They're, they have plenty of work. Instead of hiring another affiliate manager, let's freelance and let's see if we learn something new. If they start outperforming my affiliate manager, boy, that's gonna really raise a lot of questions, right? You're gonna be curious
1: and you'll learn and improve. Yeah. It's not Your, a bad thing necessarily, no, right? No, yeah, not at all. Yeah.
0: You know, it's, I mean, especially if you thought they were doing well beforehand, right. they, they were not doing well. And be, you know, that might, <laughs> that might be kind of <laughs> a bad situation. But, but yeah, that's where you could elevate them up, and, and that could be a really helpful tool. But that's what I mean. Like I think about freelance and agencies is some sort of. It ideally should be some sort of short-term solution. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of struggle to fathom why you'd want a long-term agency model um, unless you just were willing. You just didn't want to deal with it. And it was so passive for you, just didn't care. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which I hope is not you. If you're that business owner, please don't <laughs> be that business owner because you're just leaving so much on the table mm-hmm. potentially. Unless there's just an agency out there that's so amazing, they'll run it all for you perfectly forever at a place that you can't replicate um, in house.
1: Right. No, I think, yeah, I think the biggest advantage, like we talked about, is getting more exposure to a wider network, right? And kind of like that breakthrough because right, you can send your hunter out there all the time but they can't be everywhere at once so you bring in other people that have a different exposure different markets you can widen that yeah
0: I, I think it's really helpful when you're talking you want to go into a new market
1: yeah so if you if you've been
0: selling supplements um and now you want to sell a biz op product or an im product or you're teaching everybody about how great you yeah. are at marketing Very such a
1: polar difference so that's bringing a freelancer say hey
0: let's let spark light this. Yeah.
1: I would say network. just to make sure the deal terms and retainer terms and all that are super crystal clear and expectations are clear. That's where I've just seen things go south, right? Where it's like you bring in a freelancer or JV broker and it's like, yeah, we're going to get all these things in and it's not really clear cut, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it usually ends in disappointment of like, oh, they didn't, Perform like they said they would, or whatever it might be. It's not knock against the JB Brokers; they might have just structured a deal that wasn't as sexy as they thought it was, and they've got better offers on the table with different clients. So it's like really understanding what those terms are before you ink a deal.
0: Can you um, expand on that a little bit and share mm-hmm. some of the maybe some terms that things you'd want to watch out for when you're structuring? Yeah, those contracts.
1: yeah. So um, I won't name any names or anything, but it's like working with let's say in the biz op space, where I was working with a client, he had a new offer. He's coming to um, launch with you know um there's a few things wrong with this and the get goes. new offer unproven brings in a proven jv broker to help him pin these deals for traffic to come in and actually do this launch it was a closed you know offer launch with i think it was a 10-day window to promote through and that whole kind of high ticket biz-op space um And it just flopped hard, not just from a conversion perspective, but just from a traffic perspective. Like hardly any deals were inked, nothing was really set in stone. Um, And it was like, you know, I think the the JV broker was on a, I think it was a $2,000 monthly retainer. They were on for a few months before to kind of drum up the business. And then they were gonna get a percentage of commission. I think it was like 10% um, for every sale that came through, which was everything because they were doing all the lifting there. so it, was gonna, it could have been a you know, lucrative deal for them. At the end of the day, I think they made their 6K <laughs> from the retainer and, and went from there because nothing really happened. And now one reason why, why it probably didn't happen is that they likely knew it was a brand new offer. It was against the timeline gun, right? There wasn't really enough roadmap to get onboarded, to get people all excited for it because you kind of need like six plus months for these high ticket biz op launches now. Um, yeah. And so it's like they did the work, quote unquote, they just didn't get the results of actually getting traffic in. And the dude was, you know, super frustrated, <laughs> blamed the JV broker for the whole launch fleet failing. You know, that's not really the whole story, but that's what he's probably telling people now. <laughs> and the JV broker's credit, right? Probably better expectations could have been set on that front too of, you know, kind of things we've already highlighted.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think you bring a big thing oftentimes with these deals, just because, you know, hopefully you know that, you know it's a good contractor, a good freelancer if they tell you no when you're not ready, right? I I think that is a mark of, anytime someone's giving you pushback and I'm not sure we should structure it that way because they don't want to be in that situation, that's good advice for anyone listening that is a freelancer or if you're hiring somebody, if they give you that kind of feedback, like just take it and listen to it. uh, but the other side is understanding when you're ready, right? That's the whole point, because you're totally right. The One of the worst and most frustrating things is when you spend a ton of money on an agency or an op, whatever, some freelancer, and you weren't ready for them to succeed, and now you're stuck in this really yeah. awkward spot. So I, it sounds like when I'm hearing from you is a lot of this is, Before you go down this route, really understand that you're ready. Listen to this podcast so we can tell you (laughs) if you're ready or not. Towards the
1: end, listen to this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: you're right. Uh, Well, this is continue to listen. We'll continue to tell you more things that you need to know. Um, So, but but that's a big piece. It's just making sure you're you're primed and ready for everyone's success. So, um, to kind of seal things off here, um, I think. One thing I just wanna kinda of say is affiliate managers, again, when you get it working, and you have something that could go out and fit what your business needs, that's the important thing. It's yeah. the right fit with the right person. I don't see why seven, eight figures um, expectations from your affiliate program is no. unreasonable by any means. That should be an mm-hmm. expectation Every that's the a, year.
1: Too, when you're at that level, I expect most companies to have all these roles filled. Right? You're gonna have a, the account manager, affiliate manager, you're gonna have the head hunter. You might not even have teams, right? Um, and then you'll be entertaining agencies and freelancers to supplement, like we said. So mm-hmm. like really you're gonna be operating with all of these and they're gonna be working as a team to close these deals and kind of keep scaling.
0: Definitely, definitely. So, well, perfect. Well, thank you, Thomas. I'm glad we were able to cover what to do. And now no one will have to ask us anymore. We'll just refer them to this podcast. <laughs> listen to us talk about it. But um, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, as usual, make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, and listen, continue to listen um, to Affiliated and have a great week, month, whatever time we're releasing this. cheers, <laughs> happy scaling guys.